This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. Ramya is at our studio in Toronto, settling in as we work our way through this edition of Kelly and Ramya. Uh, we love uh, once a month to get a chance to talk a little bit about travel and providing us a lot of description to make us sit back and just imagine we're there and to get those pictures painted. We welcome audio describer JJ Hunt now to talk travel. Hello, Kelly. How's it going? Good, good. So far, JJ, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, yeah, uh, chugging along into the new year, ever well, slowly. Yeah, the best to you. We were, of course, talking oh, about yeah. how long are we supposed to say Happy New Year and, and all that And then our monthly kind of... contributors come in like third, fourth week of Jan. And we're like, right, we haven't actually <laughs> yeah. spoken to you. That's right, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's so been officially like Happy New Year, but, you know, even yeah. though it's a little late. It's good so context, you're... too, that we start off with the New Year stuff for today's combo. And here's the... Uh, Here's the deal, JJ. We always find when we get to the end of your segment, we're like, oh, like those kids, you know, like it's yeah. over now. It's not fair. Come on. <laughs> Today we're traveling to Malaysia with you to learn about the Tamil Hindu festival of Taipusam. Um, we want to also tell people that we will be putting up some images that you'll give us some description on. And some of them are a little harsh, if you want to call it that, or maybe a little too descriptive and may, may disturb some of the viewers out there. You'll get into explanation on some of that as we, we go through through this. Um, can you first of all describe the festival to us? Yeah, so you're right. Some of these images are a little bit extreme. And I, I'll start off by just kind of laying down how I stumbled into this festival. It, it was like 1997. I was backpacking with a girlfriend and we had just arrived on the Malaysian island of Penang. The city of Georgetown, the capital city, was bustling and it was so full that we had trouble finding a place to stay. But we eventually got a couple of beds in a hostel. We started asking around, why is it so busy? What's going on? And remember, this is like this is before cell phones and easy internet access. Right. So the way yes. you found out was by asking around. And we we got some indication that there was a festival underway. The details were sketchy, but people said there's going to be an element of spectacle to the celebration. So mm. you should start exploring early in the morning with your cameras at the ready. So that's what we did. We got up early. We went outside and and there was a lot of activity in the local temples, not the big fancy temples yet, but the local temples. So, you know, as travelers, we wanted to be respectful. So we kind of hovered around outside one of the temples until someone invited us in. And inside the temple, um, it was really dark, dark with uh, with incense smoke, cloudy, oh. and everyone was chanting. And they were focused on something going on at the front of the space, the front of the temple. We were standing at the back of the room by the doors, hardly able to see anything through the crowd and the smoke. The chanting grew more intense. There were some bursts of white powder, and then the crowd mm. parted. And a few young men who had been the focus of everyone's attention at the front of the temple, they walked toward the doors. They walked toward us. These were bare-chested men, young men, wearing short yellow and red sarongs. They had stoic, almost glassy expressions on their faces. It, it was clear that each one of these men was in a trance. And they had what looked like long metal skewers piercing both cheeks that extended right through their mouths, in some cases actually clipping their tongues. And the skewers extended out 
past their shoulders on either sides. Oh, and they man. had dozens of tiny silver pots hanging off of their bare chests. And then when they walked past us, we found that they had hooks embedded in their backs. Mm -hmm. And each one of these hooks was attached to a taut rope. And they were pulling people who were walking behind them. Without any plan, without any forethought, we had arrived on Penang on the full moon in the 10th month of the Hindu calendar. We had stumbled into the, the, the Tamil Hindu festival of Taipusam, which was an extraordinary celebration, the likes of which I had never experienced before. And I have to say, I haven't seen anything like it since. Wow. Yeah. That takes you back. Yeah. There's a Ooh. lot of physical detail and i think spectacle was a great first word for the description um yeah. you experienced this in the 90s right jj yeah 1997 and 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 again at the time we just had to wander around in this picking up the visuals watching what was going on we didn't have language to to ask too many you know uh, questions we didn't have easy we couldn't easily research so i didn't know anything about the actual festival then i've since learned a little bit about it are either of you guys familiar with taipusam is this a festival that you've encountered before yes and i was raised hindu so there is a lot of context that i'm familiar with at least with flashback of um some of the the stuff that you're describing you know like having experienced it by witnessing it in person however yeah. the intention slash stories slash religious aspects of uh these rituals i'm not super familiar with yeah, I, I, I've, I've picked up a little bit since then. And of course, the, the, the Tamil community is spread all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. Sri Lanka, Malaysia, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, the Caribbean. And so the festival is celebrated a little bit differently in every place. And right. so the way I got to experience it was very, it was very Malaysian circa 1997 my understanding it's the it's a it's a tribute to lord uh, murugan the hindu god of war and as a tribute devotees carry objects to a to a shrine they they carry them as as penance or maybe as an offering perhaps seeking blessings or making vows um and the other way it works is devotees deprive themselves of sleep and food uh they get worked up into a trance using prayer, and then you get pierced as an act of sacrifice, and then you carry your burden through town barefoot. Uh, and these burdens are called uh, kavadi, often a silver pot of milk or holy water. The pot looks like a like a like a pot with a lid and a handle on it, and they range in size from like tiny that would fit in the palm of your hand to a you know a great big serving pot. And uh, men and women carry the pots, but my understanding is it's mostly men who do the piercing mm. in the in that kind of sacrifice. Um, but these days, the kavadi, these burdens are. Uh, are, are, can become extraordinary. Sometimes there are silver arches. Um, uh, sometimes the arches are made of bamboo. They get decorated with flowers and peacock feathers and tassels. And they're often carried on the shoulders. Often you even make an, an altar. And the altar um, will carry an image of Morgan. And, and sometimes these days they're decorated with LED lights. And they get so extreme. They almost look like, like carnival costumes. Caribbean mm -hmm. carnival right, costumes. Right. 
but mm-hmm. they get attached to the person's body wow. in intentionally uncomfortable and even painful ways. So support pegs will actually poke into the torso or parts of the of of this burden will loop down onto your body and and hook into your back and chest um with the intention of 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 carrying a burden and and sacrificing as part of the as part of the festival. And so and that's what we did all day long that. was just watch wow. this. Uh, it was it was yeah, it was really quite extraordinary the acts of of devotion, the acts of sacrifice mm-hmm. that that people made were um were stunning. They yeah. were just yeah. stunning. Well, it's very intense and I'm curious about how you felt like you described walking into the temple waiting to to be admitted if you will, welcomed in. Um and then uh, kind of following this parade, if you will, um, yeah. to, to an extent around the the neighborhoods or the town, uh, starting from that location. And the crowds are always massive with these kind of uh, yeah. festivals, JJ. So what was it like for you in terms of energy and vibe? Like how serious or how celebratory or was there a shift in energy at a certain point? Oh, yeah, uh, great questions, and and absolutely all of it. So mm. we started by following these indiv- like our little our little local temple. That group of devotees made their way out into the streets, and you could tell all over town. Different groups of people were leaving different temples in very much the same way, with a handful of devotees and the rest of the people from their uh, from their group, their followers, people who are literally holding the ropes behind them, and then they would meet into you know it, it, they would converge and and these groups formed essentially like you say a parade, um, walking down the main streets, and and that's when you would. You, you got a sense of just how many people were participating in this thousands tens oh, yeah. of thousands of people participating and people with with like I said the the, the pots on hooks hanging off their chests the 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 hooks hanging uh, you know on ropes on their backs and you mm, could yeah. really see all of the individuals you could watch facial expressions and uh and and you could see that trance wear off throughout the day so at the beginning of the day it was people in that moment locked in and then as the day went on and people paraded through town and eventually making their way to the final shrine the trance starts to wear off and the final shrine is at the top of a hill temple at the top of a hill over 500 steps which is the equivalent of climbing a 35 story building incredibly tall and you're literally remember pulling another human being right. who is linked to your back and so we walked halfway up to the uh, to the shrine at the top we got tired and stopped and took a break <laughs> Really, it's hot. It's exhausting, and so we're standing and at the side. They're hungry of, too, right? And dehydrated. That's right. Yeah. Of dehydrated yeah. of a fluid. That's right. And, and wow. Oh, and people man. have not eaten. They have intentionally gotten themselves. And so we're standing at the side of the stairs as the as the uh, devotees are walking up. And this one guy, you know, most people were were pretty spent at that point. But this one guy who had the you know the skewer through his mouth, he had the he had the the hooks in his back. He glances at my at my girlfriend and he he kind of you know puffs out his chest a little bit he raises his uh his chin and he kind of gives her a how you doing nod. <laughs> and we're like, what? 
Uh, this is incredible. What? I could we just couldn't believe it. Like That's this why yeah, came out of the trends. She pulled exactly. it out. Wow. Um, JJ, I'm really curious of something. When we what? talk with you, especially when you have the B-rolls and stuff like that for us to show people some of the things you're talking about, you obviously take the pictures. And in a situation like this, was there that concern? Taking any pictures of sensitivity of, of, of yeah. sensitivity of a fan. What I know you at the top preface it kind of a little bit with what you talk to people about once you learned what kind of what what is this what's going. Yeah. Um, tell us about managing that kind of situation, especially uh, in this case. Yes, such a good question and a really important point. Um, so I've got no photos, took no photos when we were in Temple at the beginning. Right. Um, we'd been invited in and we stood as, as respectfully as we could at the back of the room um, and didn't take any pictures. Nor did we go into the shrine at the at the top of the at the top of the hill. We just didn't go. That wasn't a place for us. Um, in town, when people are walking around on the streets, there were lots of people snapping pictures. It wasn't quite celebratory, but it was um, it was big and loud, and uh, there was music, and uh, there were colors, and 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 it seemed an appropriate place. So we would often like hold up a camera. There's an international sign of like holding up your camera and smiling and nodding, mm. and then if you get a nod and smile back, you can take right. a picture. That's how you can do that without ah. language. Um, it's, uh, these days, honestly, again, that was 97. My camera, you know, was the size of a bread box on my chest. Right. It's huge. Yeah, it wouldn't get missed. Uh, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> these days with cell phones, it's actually even more the case that everyone expects to have their picture taken at any given moment. Yeah. Um, and so, and some people push that really far. I'm still, I still try and be careful. I would never put my foot, my camera phone, my phone in someone's face someone's and just face. snap a picture without asking. But it's important, especially in a moment like this, especially when it's a, a, a cultural celebration, a religious yes. festival, you have to be aware and, and, and read the room as they say. Mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, JJ, what else did you guys see? Uh, well, at the end of all of that, people finally make their way back down uh, the, the the hill. Uh, folks are allowed to eat. They've had the, the, the skewers removed, the hooks removed. So, of course, at the end of it, there's a food festival. <laughs> so everyone makes their way down to the, uh, the, the, the base of the temple. There are, um, there are food carts and food stands and all of the most amazing food, the chicken Good grief, I'd be worried and... about whatever I ate falling out if I had a skewer in my cheek. <laughs> oh, I'd I put know. things in it and fall out the sides. I'm thinking what a choice of words as well. Well, hold on, did oh. you say chicken? There's meat. Oh yeah, the chicken <gasps> satay. So at this point, the meat comes back into it. So the vegetarian cuisine that was eaten before, or or the uh, you know abstaining from food altogether, mm. all that seemed to be done, and it was down. It was like party time. So people making pulled tea, the tea that gets literally pulled through the air and poured from one cup to another. So as fun. It, Oh, it's creamy and frothy and greasy, delicious roti canai, <laughs> uh, like papery thin paratha served with golden curries and oh, the chicken satay. I mean, we just ate like, and we didn't say anything. We were so stunned about the, like, I don't think we spoke for three days after that. We were just yeah, trying yeah. to process what was What's going that? on? Yeah. yeah, it was it was just an extraordinary event. It's interesting, JJ, because you went through the entirety of it, right? Like you're talking yes. from yeah. morning, 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 like dusk till dawn. Yeah. Whereas when you asked me initially, like how much exposure do you have to this? Uh, I think eh, bits and pieces, right? Like a lot of the times you're just getting the 
the trickle effect, the celebratory yeah. part of it. You're not necessarily spending your day with the devotional side or the crew of, you know, the people who are really sacrificing and, and taking part in all these very formal and uh, intense rituals. You're just kind of hanging out and waiting for the food. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're absolutely right. We got to ex experience it from morning till night, from the, from the beginning of the of of working yourself into yes. the this moment, mm -hmm. right through the point of 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 pure celebration and yeah. fun and food sharing, and that's how our learning was done. We didn't we didn't have a, a moment in there where we could run off to the library and look mm. up what was happening. We were. Figuring it out and trying to yeah, yeah. and trying to figure our route through town and where we're going to eat and what we should take pictures of. We were figuring it out um, uh, all day and long on the fly. Uh, and, and so yeah. riveting, right? You were so riveted to the whole thing. And you yeah. do um, and we don't have that. We don't have that option anymore. That's the, what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. You have a question. You just hold up your phone and say Siri, and then right. the answer appears. And uh, also, like yeah. they they don't. You don't always get the the depth of it, right? Like here, a lot of people still understand the day, understand that, uh, oh yeah, this is a day for sacrifice, for celebration, but you only get that snippet of what you would get if you were in one of these countries and areas where people are really doing it all. And yeah, they do it that's differently, right. like as you said, in other places. Yeah, and, 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 and figuring it out as you go, learning as you go, and, and truly, stumbling upon it in the first place that right, would be hard yeah, to do these yeah. days we had no idea that this was about to happen huh. um and and you can only have those moments of discovery frankly when you're when your phone's turned off when you're not yeah. constantly dialed in uh and you can just let 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 the day unfold and let the let the world come to you a little bit and you feel much more a part of it no matter what oh, as a yeah. bystander a viewer you're a part of it sometimes there. you can't take your of eyes off it I would imagine yeah. being so riveted, yeah. Yeah, AJ, it, was, usual, it was a serious experience. Mm. My friend, as usual, we are out of time. Always love it. Um, and, and those pictures you shared, those who could see them, the ones you painted for us, always a blessing. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again soon. Join our travel chats that we have with JJ Hunt on the third Wednesday of the month right here on Kelly and Ramya. Uh, folks, time for us to learn about the musical, theatrical production of The Look of Love. We heard Steve talk about it a little while ago. And the special described performance that they've got for us. Stand by. We'll get into that in two minutes. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.